all people have dignity, all people deserve to have access to things like health care, their basic human rights meant all people deserve to live with their families and their loved ones without fear. I'm Kaylin Brandt, and you are listening to Our Stories, Our World. This podcast series led by young people like me features Chicago stories about public health, public safety, and public education. Each episode uses the power of a single personal photo to spark a conversation about what matters to our guests. The theme of this episode is public health. Tanika Jennings is a community activist for adoptee and immigrant rights. When Tanika attended a Citizenship for All protest at the U.S. Capitol in 2017, she was thinking about the way that citizenship determines who has access to basic human rights in this country, including health care. She was prepared to be arrested that day, a risk that undocumented protesters couldn't afford. My name is Tanika Haywell Jennings. My pronouns are she, her, and then I live in the Humboldt Park neighborhood in Chicago. This photo is of a cloudy, gloomy day in Washington, D.C. On the left-hand side, you can see a police officer, a white police officer, wearing a cap and police officer garb, and then a young black woman with an afro who is facing the police officer. And then immediately, if you scroll to the right, there is an older Korean-American woman with silver, gray, and black hair, smiling, facing the camera in the foreground, wearing a set of red spectacles and a pink puffy down jacket. And then next to the older Korean-American woman, you can see a a somewhat younger Korean-American woman with black hair and a hoodie, a black hoodie, and the hood is up. And then she's wearing some kind of bandana um, over her head. And she has a fist slightly raised in the air. And she's wearing a black jacket with gray gloves. And then to the right, All the way in the background, you can see the U.S. Capitol building. So the younger woman on the right wearing a bandana with a hoodie and a fist raised is me. There's also a green bandana that's showing, and I was actually wearing that around my right arm to signify that I was choosing to be arrested that day. Next to me is my friend. Um, Her name is Janet, and she is a Korean adoptee, just like me, and she also chose to be arrested that day. This photo uh, was taken in December 2017 as part of a Citizenship for All demonstration led by many national and local organizations. Um, And I think there are about 20,000 people there who are protesting and marching for Congress to pass comprehensive immigration reform with a pathway to citizenship for all and 11 million undocumented immigrants. 
it was freezing. It was really cold and it was just, there was no protection from the wind. Um, I was actually a little concerned about getting hypothermia because the way that they arrested us, since there were so many of us, they made these little like holding cells outside. So they were just outside and we had to wait in them for hours. And I remember that I wasn't wearing boots. um, And so my feet were really cold and my jacket wasn't warm enough. I remember being a little anxious, maybe just not knowing what was going to happen. They didn't tell us what would happen once they arrested us. I was just thinking about people that I knew who didn't have citizenship and that it's so ironic to, that it could be a privilege to choose to be arrested. It was just a very emotional moment. And I think I was realizing that I was growing even in that moment in my understanding of, of all of these things. And I think I was also glad to just have a friend like Janet who was there uh, with me an older friend to someone with more life experience. I think it probably felt a little comforting, but I realized how small that decision was and how in the grand picture, it doesn't really matter, but that it was more meaningful probably for me and maybe for a few people that I know one decision by an individual person doesn't change a whole policy. But again, when we all do those things together, that that's the power for change. As a Korean adoptee, I came, you know, to this country not of my own free will, but because I was brought here. And immigration is really complicated, but if you really think about it logically, people don't leave the country that they live in to go live in another country unless there's extenuating circumstances, usually. Not many people have the privilege to move around as as they please, just because they choose to. And so citizenship for all to me represents my own journey, but also the larger community that I'm part of, which is very diverse with so many different lived experiences, racial ethnic groups, reasons that people are in the United States. But at the end of the day, it's really about the fact that all people have dignity, all people deserve to have access to things like health care, their basic human rights meant all people deserve to live with their families and their loved ones without fear. And I think about how much privilege I have in this country and the fact that even I've gone without health care because the times I worked at jobs that didn't have health care, I just didn't have it. And I think about the times when I was in pain and had to go to the emergency room at the Cook County hospitals and wait a long time. And I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get the care I needed. When it comes to public health, it's just that, right? It's the health of the public. And I really hope we can move towards a reality and a future vision and world where we truly believe and and act on our beliefs with our policies and with the systems that we set in place that healthcare is not something that should be made available to some people where some people are making a profit and other people don't have access to it at all, but that we can really shift our policies, our systems with our values to be a world where all people have access to this basic human right. 
to me, you know, everything in life is intersectional. No one human right um, or no one policy issue like public health, public education um, can be separated from others. It's all about what are the basic human rights of every human being that we should all as people agree on. And to me, public health is one of those basic human rights, whether we're talking about right now, access to COVID vaccines or not living in fear of COVID if we if we shouldn't have to, because we're all, you know, as the public, we're all exercising responsibility and protecting each other by following, you know, CDC guidance. Or if you're talking about just on a regular day-to-day basis, having access to health care, no matter what your documentation status is, no matter what amount of money you have, um, those things shouldn't dictate whether or not you have access to reliable and, you know, good quality health care, neither should your race, your gender, your age, all these things we know. But in reality, all of these things play a big part in whether or not, you know, we get good health care or health care at all in this country. This has been Our Stories, Our World a limited podcast series created by Chicago Youth. Our Stories, Our World is brought to you by Public Narrative and A Picture's Worth, two nonprofits focused on community building and narrative change. Thanks to Tanika Jennings for sharing her story and to our story gatherer, Kaylin Brandt, for interviewing and hosting. Our music was created by Chicago artist Malky. Our podcast artwork is by Dan McDonald Studios. Our audio producer is Brooklyn's own Samantha Gatsek. The executive producers of Our Stories, Our World are Alyssa Yancey and Mareva Lindo. That's me. Find our other episodes and detailed notes at apicturesworth.org slash public narrative. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll share it and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Support our work by making a donation at publicnarrative.org slash donate. Tune in again in two weeks for the next episode of Our Stories, Our World. Thank you for listening.